0: Good morning, this is Lance Kenmore with the Kenmore team and I'd like to welcome you to this week's edition of the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. We're here every Saturday morning right here on News Talk 870. As always, you can contact me, Lance Kenmore, anytime direct on my cell phone at 727-8977 or visit us on the web at KenmoreTeam.com. Once again, I always like to thank John for hosting and everybody here at the station for working to make this happen john mckay how you doing well the weather getting a little bit better kinda, uh, sorta I, you know i was blinded yesterday i was i put you know i was i the sun it was what was that the sun i don't remember yes it was okay so i pulled out of the garage and i was like scrambling for my sunglasses which had been buried for like three weeks it was It was pretty awesome. Yeah, because you didn't need them. You could turn off the foghorn, too. Yeah, and I actually even um, took the opportunity to jump up Badger yesterday morning. Because you could see where you were going. (laughs) Because I could see where we were going. So, So I tell you what, yeah, it is really nice. We were busy with the camera yesterday because updating photos and a good chance for us to to get some photos of some listings that we've been working on. And so, yeah, nice to, my, I mean, yeah, we had the fog and stuff before, but very mild December. And that has really? kept our real estate market hopping uh, mm-hmm. be, because of that. I mean, it's still easy to show homes. In fact, we are, I was talking with my staff yesterday and we are having the biggest December we've ever had for new listings. Wow. Inventory-wise, we had already put on, I think, like 22 in the first, you know, what's, I've lost track with. Today is the 14th because yesterday was Friday the 13th. We're right in there. And so, yeah, it is just, um, yeah, the market is super hot right now. Record-setting December for us. And, And honestly, that's kind of the case. Our team preps for that. We get a lot of our planning and stuff done. We stay, a very, very on a tight schedule, got a lot of that done last month, which then gets everybody really excited about 2020 goals. And we tend to really stay focused and push through because there's a lot of work that can be done in December. And honestly, we find a lot of people aren't working maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So so, there's a great opportunity for us to um, knock it out of the park. So having a great month we, we did find some time to get some parties taken care of. And in place, we hosted about a hundred real estate agents around the tri cities this last week. So um, just want to say a big thank you to all of our co-op agents out there that we work with. That was absolutely a fantastic party. We got to see everybody. A lot of times people will ask us, well, why are you having a party like that with people from other firms and other companies? And one of the things we like to do is there's, you know, there's 28 of us Mm -hmm. and there's 740 other agents out there. Yeah, And they likely would have a buyer for your house. And Mm -hmm. so we want to keep that cooperation going with those other agents, have a professional working relationship and and celebrate them when they bring buyers to our listings. And so, you know, it's another additional service that we have. And and a lot of times we're on opposite sides of negotiating um, tactics and, and schedules. But this is a time of year for us to see each other. Thank each other for, you know, our professionalism in the industry and we had a great time and quite honestly, I think we left that party and we put five or six more deals together because it was like, hey, I've got this new listing coming up and we're like, you know, my buyer's agents were fighting with each other over talking to this person from the other firm because they're like, <laughs> hey, we each have a buyer for that house. When's it going on the market? And so it, we put a lot of deals together because of it. Great time of year to kind of double use parties to continued networking get the word out about new listings that we have and talk to people. Before we move into our topic for today, uh, we always like to get our celebrity real estate story out um, out into the open. And mm-hmm. this week, coming to us from our very own Washington State, ooh, um, former NBA star... Sean Kemp. Oh, yeah. McKay, you remember the days back in the Supersonics there? A gentleman that if he had not imploded would have probably been greater than Jordan. So, Sean Kemp um, with the Supersonics, because of that, he had purchased a home in Maple Grove. Maple Grove, Washington there on the west side. And uh, last year... He tried to sell it. He's been trying to sell it for a couple of years. Listed the property on the market for $3.7 million, Mm -hmm. and it did not sell. Um, It's a 13,000-square-foot house on almost five acres. It has a pool, a tennis court, obviously a basketball court yes um a garage it says was space for 14 cars so it sounds like he was living that nba life back Mm -hmm. in the day yeah um but get this it didn't sell and a lot of times we'll see this happen in these celebrity real estate stories he purchased that house for 2.4 million dollars in 2003 Mm -hmm. so i'm sure he thought there would be some appreciation yes and that's why last year listed at 3.7 million dollars just re-hit the market for $2.5 million. Mm. only Only $100,000 more than he paid for it in 2003, 16 years later. Wow. Now, you factor in the cost of selling and what it's going to take to sell that house with concessions and commissions and listings um, and taxes, We're probably talking uh, $300,000 in closing costs and concessions. Wow. Listed now at 2.5. I mean, 2.2, he's going to lose money on on that situation. So he's going to take a little bit of a bath. Yeah, but that was a very, very drastic price cut. I think what will happen because of that, I mean, I haven't seen the property or the condition and stuff, but just based upon following these stories and reading that, I think sometime in January or February, you're going to hear a celebrity real estate update that that house sold. Yeah, uh, that that is just a that is a price cut that says, "I'm selling this house right now." I'm desperate, <laughs> or just done. I'm just, yeah, I'm, you know, at, at his point, and you know, who knows the financial situation? You'll see things like that where happens where they are just done. So on a segue from our celebrity real estate story into our topic today, I love when we get this report every year and it becomes updated, and that is Zillow puts out a consumer trends report, and they put out last week, um, I was reviewing a copy of the 2019 Zillow Trends report. And a lot of times people are like, gosh, I don't know, Zillow's not accurate. Why are you talking about that report? And I've gotten that feedback before from people. But maybe the house evaluations are not always spot on on Zillow, but the amount of data that they are able to collect and the amount of budget that they spend with economists and professional data crunchers McKay, I'm just going to tell you, far exceeds my budget. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so I'm thinking that they have some awesome data that helps us that we can extrapolate some facts and figures from and trends Mm -hmm. and really relate it into our local market. So the first thing that caught my eye about this and then talking about the celebrity real estate story is they came up with the list of the 10 most stressful selling activities and uncertainty for home sellers. Basically, what are the top 10 things stressing out home sellers. And since we're having our record December with a record number of listings, Mm -hmm. I thought there's a tie in there of what type of stress are we relieving for people that we're having a record December in in our listing department. Mm -hmm. The number one item reported by 56% of people is not knowing if the home would sell within the desired time frame, mm. and I and I tell you what, it's the number one reason why you know myself and and number of other co- um, companies across the country have gone to a guaranteed sale type model as yes. as an option for customers because we need an opportunity to take that stress away from from a seller. But I will tell you that almost every seller. That we run into um, has this in mind, and now obviously from looking at this survey, not only do every seller have a time frame in mind, fifty-six percent of them are stressed out about not making that time frame. So there's a couple different tasks that we use to help with that, and that rolls right into number two. And that is uncertainty about being able to sell for the desired price. Mm. So those two really go hand in hand. And, and actually, number two can really affect number one. So we, we might have a desired price. Mm-hmm. Um, and that desired price, though, might affect the desired time frame. Yeah, and those two, uh, those two have to be talked about in conjunction with each other. And a lot of times, I'll go on appointments, and somebody will say, "Hey, come out, talk to me about what's going on with the house. It's not selling. What's happening?" I'll go out, I'll do an evaluation, and maybe the house was listed at. 400,000. Let's say I go out, I do my evaluation. I was, in fact, I was just talking um, about this with somebody last night. And I go out and do my evaluation, and it comes back at 365 mm-hmm. instead of 400. Market evaluation here's the price that I think gets it done in the average number of days on the market for your price range. Let's say that's 42 days, 365 is the number. And the person starts crying. <laughs> and they're like, No, no you know, no, my desired price was four hundred. Three sixty-five means I can't make the move. Yeah. And so and so we talk we talk about that and say that's where some uncertainty comes into play. You know, I'm very certain about three sixty five. I'm highly uncertain about four hundred. What caused you to price that way? Well, it like in this particular case, they're like, well, it was a factor of what I needed to move. Ah. Um, And so, so it wasn't in relation to what the market was offering. It was a factor of the bottom line. And the market is an unemotional human being in most cases, um, when you look at it overall as a metric. And so Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not that I'm anti the holiday spirit um, <laughs> or anything, but the market doesn't care what you need. Yeah, uh, and, and so and that is and that is a difficult process to go through at times, and that's why I think that ranked number two is fifty three percent of the uncertainty about being able to sell for that desired price. And I agree with this study because I would say more than 50% of the time, that is one of the biggest questions that we get when we go out on our appointments to do our evaluations. Number three, I mean, it was, I just, when I saw this study, I just felt like it was really speaking to what was going on with us this month in the market. We've had a number of calls and even Awesome referrals from listeners out there. So, just in, I've been to a lot of holiday parties. It's been heavily on my mind about the generosity of people in our community, but the referrals we've gotten from radio listeners this year has been an insanely high amount. And so, thank you for everybody that's done that. But I talked with a number of listeners over the course of the last two weeks. And the third thing that stresses sellers out is making improvements and preparing the home for sale. Wow. Yeah. And and it is a stressor because no one likes to waste money. I mean, McKay, can you think of something that you wasted money on? Yeah. Lots of stuff. (laughs) Lots of stuff. I really one time thought for Christmas, I was going to buy this, um, electronic cheese grater. I mean, how oh. lazy, how lazy could you be? And McKay, that thing didn't even—I I don't even think it moved or worked. It was the worst thing I ever bought. I was super yeah. upset about wasting money on that. Um, now it made a great white elephant gift exchange. Yes, <laughs> afterwards, but. You know, no one likes to waste money on stuff and in the home improvement um, and selling strategy, it's hard to know, you know, if I replace these carpets, will I get that $5,000 back? Yeah. If I, you know, if I put hard surface countertops, will I get that $4,000 back? And... If the market's not gonna recognize that for your price point, then you don't wanna do that. I've seen I've seen people spend fifteen to seventeen thousand dollars in improvements mm-hmm. on a two hundred thousand dollar house mm-hmm. with the wrong number of bedrooms and bathrooms, and then only get still like 000, only two hundred and two thousand dollars—only two thousand dollars more. Wow! Then they, by spending fifteen thousand dollars, if they would have never spent the fifteen, they still could have gotten the two hundred, and they would have been—you know—they lost thirteen thousand dollars on that improvement. Wow! And so, one of the things we like to do is early in the process go through with sellers that are thinking about selling in the spring market and say. Hey, when the weather clears, paint that trim, paint that front door. Don't replace it. Just just repaint it. When when you get a chance, hire a company to do the landscaping in this front flower bed. And they'll say, well, what about the backyard and the side and all of that? And we'll say, don't do it. You know, I, I'm just giving one example mm-hmm. of um, we want the house to look appealing when you walk up. It's not like we're trying to hide anything or not, but someone... It needs to look appealing and they won't pay you any more money. If that side flower bed and the backyard is landscaped, that won't net you any more money than if you do those things. Mm -hmm. So there's some, there's some things you can do that improves the chance of getting an offer. And that's why it is number three on the list as the biggest stressor is sellers don't want to waste that money and they want to know where to put it. So we put further on in the study, and this is what I love about driving home this point. And that was the number one, you know, why did people want to, you know, what was the biggest regret that sellers had in the process and the number one, so 66% of sellers had some sort of regret in the Mm. home selling process. The number one regret was they started the, they wish they would have started the process of preparing to sell sooner. 24% of the people did that. Now's a great time when the weather's like this and you are thinking about what you're going to be doing for the new year. Yes, I know it's like party week of Christmas holiday work parties. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're looking for that evaluation, now is a great time so you don't end up on the Zillow study of regrets. Yes. Um, And so we've been doing a lot of that. We're still going to be extremely busy again next week. We already have appointments booked, but we have a lot of room in our schedule to make that happen. When we come back from the break, I'm going to talk about the next six reasons that stress out sellers and our strategies to help you avoid that stress. Right here on News Talk 870. Welcome back to the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. Today, we've been talking about the stresses with sellers. Mm-hmm. We're having a record listing month and a large number of sellers contacting us. It's going to be our biggest December ever as far as putting on new inventory um, in a market where the inventory has been shrinking the last couple of months due to time of year. Mm -hmm. Uh, We usually like to build up with that a little bit because there's a large number of reasons if you're willing to work that market and our weather stays like it has been mm-hmm. that there's a lot of sales being done. We had we had multiple offers on a property yesterday that was uh, four offers on a singular property. And so there's still wow. a lot of very serious people out there in the market right now. Well, right generally now people looking. this time of year are more serious. Yeah, they are. And so when when we get a good property like that and it goes on the market, there's a re, there's a really, really good chance that we're still going to be able to get multiple offers or get that sold in, in this environment. Now, it's interesting to go over Zilla's, Zillow's data from their Consumer Trends Report 2019 about what are the top stressors for sellers? But then also, why, what are the primary reason for using an agent? So among sellers who did use an agent, um, we talked about three, the top three stressors before the break. Why did they end up using an agent? Number one reason is to sell more quickly. And we knew that the stressor, the number one stressor was, was time was time so mm-hmm. that makes that makes sense the second reason given was easier than selling on my own 33% and then the third reason, which really, I think, speaks to why we're probably so busy right now with helping sellers, is the third reason is they didn't have the time or energy to sell on their own. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it, it's it's a busy world that we're in. And really, this year, having less time, I think it's six less days between Thanksgiving and Christmas, mm-hmm. this month, I, I, I mean, I can see it in your and I's mutual eyes, McKay. That yes. we are running out of time. <laughs> and so, and so, I mean, that that's the holiday season. So, our team set up with great systems and processes to help make that work. But on to a few more of what those stressors are. And the fourth most given reason 52% of people had uncertainty or concern that the offer would fall through. Ooh. So then, you know, even being in the business, no one likes when an offer falls through, but they can. I was shocked by this because our team numbers are not reflective of this consumer trends report. Hmm. Uh, And so I don't know if we just have amazing luck or with our fellow agents in Tri-Cities, but... Under the Zillow Consumer Trends report, this is a valid fear because it reports sellers will typically receive two offers and 40% of sellers have an offer fall through. Wow. Yeah, 40%. I mean, that's now we're talking a valid fear or concern. Mm-hmm. The the common reasons given, number 1, 21% of the time, issues with money, the mortgage or financing. Not I mean, agreed. 100% that part is the biggest reason why why uh-huh. we get rescissions in this business and That's a real estate term, but rescission is basically cancellation of the contract. Wow. The number two, and this one's really hard for sellers to swallow, and I think why this is the fourth most biggest stressor in a sale, is the buyer backed out because they decided it wasn't right for them. And I tell you, that frustrates sellers. I mean, you know, just what do you mean yeah. it wasn't right for them? They saw it three times and they did their home inspection. And and then, well, maybe they did that inspection. And after really scrutinizing the house, 18% of the time, they're going to back out. They're going to back out because it just wasn't right for them. Difficult because that's hard to quantify for a seller. What wasn't right about it? What can we change? How do we make, keep this from happening? So it's really stressful in that environment when you've now gone through 12 days with a buyer, you thought you were moving because the next contract that you get, you're going to be even more fearful Mm because you just went through it. So really having a sounding board and somebody to look out for those red flags We That's our job to alleviate that stress for you as a seller. And then the third reason that offers and deals fall apart is the sale was contingent on the buyer's home selling, and it didn't. 17% of of the time in that. Yeah, so contingencies. We've talked about those on the show. And when the house doesn't sell, the other house doesn't sell, then that buyer can't move forward. Speaking of contingencies, now that takes us to the fifth biggest stressor that sellers look out for. So the fifth stressor is timing the sale with the purchase of a new home. Hmm. And and that is 100% a valid concern because... If your new home that you're buying is new construction, let's say, mm-hmm. you have a better timeline. You know, that house is going to be done in May. So, Lance, yeah. when should ours go on the market? Well, let's count backwards by the average days on the market. And then Buffer do Buffer in a little time. If you have an RV for two weeks you can live in, that helps me even more. And so so, so we can work backwards in that situation. What's harder is if we go into there's a resale home and they put it on the market. We just talked about those stats. And we need to get your house sold so that you can buy this perfect house you just saw come on the market. Mm -hmm. What's that timing look like? And why do we have that discussion so often? Well, there's a stat in this report for that. And that is because the typical home seller in 2019, according to Zillow's Consumer Trends report, is that 64% of home sellers were buying and selling at the same time. So we're dealing with this a lot. And there's nothing worse than having one house closed and the moving truck is packed up and it closes on Friday morning and the moving truck is getting packed up and the next house is supposed to close Friday afternoon and there's a hiccup in there somewhere. Mm. Now you've got your entire life packed into a moving truck and you don't even have anywhere to park it because you don't own the home you just sold anymore. And there's been a hiccup in purchasing your new home. You don't, you, you, then you're like begging your friends to park a moving truck At their house, assuming that it's even available because the moving company thought they were unloading it in the afternoon and now they can't. Uh So, those can get, those situations can get very stressful at the end. Um, And once again, that's what we do is to take on those stressors and help you find solutions to get through there. The last point that we probably have time to go over today, and that is. The lack of control with the overall selling process or timeline. That's a really difficult thing. A lot of us people, you know, you like control. I've been accused of that myself. I like to be the driver, McKay. (laughs) I'm not a good passenger. (laughs) So so when you have, like, say, a contingency, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, we found a buyer on our house. When's our closing date? Well... They're contingent. So we don't know when your closing date is until they sell their house. Yeah. Oh, when's that going to be? I have no idea. (laughs) And so and so we talk about that. We talk about managing that process and what we can do to alleviate those concerns. But really interesting to get that report. Look at, we found some subtle differences in there from our team to the national trends, some good um, and then some very, very typical though for what we see out, you know, what we see out there Mm -hmm. in, in the market. And so it was great to go over that. I talked about that new inventory and I want to mention it right now because we have some amazing new properties um, on the market in a time of year where we typically don't. Pick number one, 8008 West Imnaha in Kennewick. This is remodeled and updated. Four bedroom, three bath, tri-level home in Kennewick Park. Very popular location. 2,052 square feet. Wood flooring throughout. Large living room with a corner fireplace. Vaulted ceilings. Completely Mm. remodeled kitchen. Awesome job. Stainless steel dishwasher and hood. Granite counters. New cabinets. This place is looking fantastic, park-like yard, fully fenced backyard, fire pit pad, garden area, all new windows in 2017, and that's coming in under that 300,000 mark. 2999 wow. for Kennewick Park. Pick number 2, 339 Snyder Street in Richland. I tell you what, is location important than this, I mean Feels like a vacation home. This is that North Richland location, large mm. park like lot, walking distance to two community pools out there and Leslie Groves Park. 2560 square feet, awesome hardwood floors, beautifully maintained home, just absolutely gorgeous main level living room, vaulted ceilings in there, awesome fireplace. Great, great entertaining space. Then they have an updated kitchen with tons of counter space, island and eating bar. I mean, this is a fantastic. You've also got the dual closets in the master main level also has two secondary bedrooms and a large hall bath. And then you've got a huge family room downstairs. I and mean, again, another property that has also done new vinyl double pane windows Large fenced back backyard, like I was talking about. Awesome location, and that's at three forty nine. Wow, eight seventeen, McKay. We went with some crazy pricing on this three hundred forty nine thousand eight hundred seventeen dollars. If for you, McKay, I'll drop it to eight sixteen. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. And then pick number three, our last one, uh, another really really awesome pricing five one zero four Robert Wayne Drive in Pasco. This is that three-bedroom, two-bath Rambler that you love to look for in West Pasco. Mm -hmm. New laminate wood flooring, all-new paint and trim, open kitchen with a slider to the outdoor patio, own master suite with its own three-quarter bath, RV parking, fenced backyard. So that's your three bed, two bath West Pascal Rambler, two twenty nine nine. Wow! Once again, price point, lower price point, hard to get if you're if you're looking for those in Tri Cities. Yeah, guys, we're putting on it's a it's a great December market Um, for everybody out there at holiday parties this weekend. Please be responsible. Yes, Um, have a fantastic time. A great time. Enjoy family, friends, and celebrating the successes of the year. Once again, though, we, we are still working, McKay. Mm-hmm. And so KenmoreTeam.com, shoot us a message. We would love to work on these evaluations and take this stress out of your life if you need to sell in the next, anytime in the next six months. We talked about prepping. Give us a call. Let's start having those conversations now. Now. And we'll be right back here next week. Right here on News Talk 870.